Time for Town Talk, our monthly review of accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham, brought to you at this time on the first Tuesday of every month by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street in Willimantic. PMR assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery. And now, to keep you warm this morning, we present Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers. You're nice and toasty warm this morning, right, Jim? Uh, I'm trying. It's it's uh, the the furnace is chugging this morning, Wayne. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Speaking of the weather, how did the town of Wyndham make out in last weekend's storm of the century? Snowmageddon. Uh, we we did pretty good. Um, you know the storms we had. The first storm, the second storm. Uh, we were down some folks at the uh, public works department. We had some COVID illness. We had some some other absences, and we were down about a half a crew that first 10, 12, 14 storm. Uh, this storm, much different. We had a, pretty much a full crew. Uh, the equipment was working, and uh, we, we were staying right on top of it through the storm. It was a pretty long storm, uh, which also makes it a little more challenging when you got to be out there for a very long time. And we came back the next day and cleaned up uh, the parking lots and the, in the uh, sidewalks better. Um, but, you know, overall, we, we were in really good shape this storm uh, relative to uh, the first storm, which was which was really tough on us. Yeah, that was on January 7th. And after the big storm we had last Saturday, people forget that was the second big storm that we had, had about a foot or so back on January the 7th. Were there particular issues from the one last Saturday that you had to deal with, meaning some areas that maybe were really problematic when it came to uh, difficulty for clearing and the like? You know, the, ch- the challenge is always when there's a lot of snow, uh, finding a place to put it. For example, the, the Frog Bridge gives us an, uh, an additional challenge because you really don't have a place to put the snow. You can't really throw it off to the side. So we have to come back and pick it up with, uh, you know, loaders and dump trucks. So anytime we do that, it's a major operation. You need traffic control. You need different types of loaders. You need trucks going back and forth. So it can get quite... Uh, you know, uh, quite an extensive operation, an expensive operation. But we, we handled that in the last couple of days. We've been removing the snow in places that, you know, creates uh, a hazard. Uh, but that's what happens when it gets really deep. we got to start to remove the snow. And, you know, some people uh, are going to ask, if they haven't already, about the snow on Main Street, the five blocks uh, between Town Hall and the Jilson Square. Um, we, you know, we, we sometimes remove that snow. We have historically, when it gets really deep, uh, I don't know if we're going to do that this time. We are expecting warmer temperatures and a little bit of rain here in the next few days, so that might melt down a lot of these piles. Uh, we'll see what happens after that and what's coming at us. Uh, but, uh, you know, don't don't assume that we're going to remove all the piles. You have to plan for uh, those piles staying there. Cutting barways in front of your business before it freezes up is a really smart idea. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll get to them, maybe we won't, but don't don't count on it. And as difficult as that particular storm was, I think more so than the January 7th storm, with all the wind, it was all blowing sideways. You'd plow something, and five minutes later, you got to plow it again. So did you get calls as town manager from people saying, hey, why isn't my street plowed yet? And you go, we just plowed you 10 minutes ago, and it's covered again. You know, uh, we did have some drifting in this storm. Again, every storm is different. There's different challenges. Sometimes it's wet heavy. Sometimes it's like this one where it's blowing into drifts. Uh, and then you got to come back, even if it hasn't been snowing, to, to clear the drift out. I didn't get many calls this time. That first storm we did, and again, some of it was it was the first big storm in some time, and people were just 
how come the sidewalks aren't cleared 10 minutes after the storm stuff? And we just explain, look, we get to them, you know, maybe a day later, uh, depending on, you know, how the, how the crew needs to be rested and stuff. But this time, yeah, we had some drifting. Not many complaints this time at all. Again, we had a full complement out there, and they stayed right on top of it. And how did you do as far as the parking ban was concerned? I know there's one car in back of the radio station here that the guy might get to his car in, like, July. Because he is just totally not just covered in snow, but he's also plowed in. Now, when when you don't move the cars, the the plow's got to put the snow someplace, and that guy got snowed in. Well, you know, we want the cars off the streets, and then I guess behind the station there, it's sort of a street, but it's also a parking lot. So uh, that would be, you know, probably a place where people might park to stay off the other uh, major roadways. But you know, one one thing that I want to bring up that we hadn't really thought about before was we have a parking garage now, and a whole bunch of people figured that out and took advantage of that. They got to put their car in a garage with no snow on it, no snow clearing around it, and stay off the streets and stay safe with their car. And they were, that garage was about two-thirds full Friday night when I drove through there. Uh, so something we, we hadn't uh, you know, thought about, but another reason to, to build a garage, I guess. Yeah, we did a lot on that, uh, telling people they could do that back on Friday, and obviously people heeded that advice. Speaking of uh, clearing snow on Main Street and the like, I'll tell you this, that when I came in this morning, there were three different plow trucks. I think it was a payloader and a couple of trucks. And they were right there on High Street near Town Hall, So, and that was 5 o'clock in the morning. So your guys aren't just working 9 to 5 right now. No, no, they come in, and yet again, if we've got to clear piles, and you know, some of the corners, uh, you know, we we do need to clean up the piles because there's no place to put the snow. Um, they're going to come in early. So I like these types of uh, weeks when we have these storms, they might come in at four in the morning before it's even light out because that's when there's not many cars on the road. So if they've got to put a loader and backing up into the road or a truck sitting there getting loaded with snow, uh, they're going to come in extra early to stay out of the way of everybody, especially rush hour. So that's what you probably saw this morning. They came in early. Sounds good. And you know, I always ask this question in the wintertime. How's your snow removal budget going right now? You've had two big storms and a couple little diddly squat storms. Uh, still still very good. You know, this is, uh, I call it a typical uh, New England winter. We plan for that. Uh, you know, we get uh, quite a bit of money from uh, Town Aid Road from the state of Connecticut. And that's where we, we pull our snow removal uh, dollars from for materials and overtime. And we've got plenty in the bank right now, so we're, we're in good shape. We're not going to have any trouble with that. And it looks like right now materials are available. You know, we've had winters where, where salt was not readily available. Everybody was trying to, trying to get at the salt at the same time. But I think this, uh, this winter so far, I'm not hearing of any salt shortages. I think that's the first time I ever used the word diddly squat on a radio station. Now, let's move on to looking ahead. Two weeks from yesterday, we'll find out who the 2022 Romantic Willamantic Cupid is. Mr. Town Manager, your thoughts on the whole Cupid concept? Well, it's, again, it's something we're known for here. And, uh, you know, we've got we to keep it going, even though we've got a, an awful pandemic. We're still in it. We'll talk about that maybe later. But um, I think... Uh, you know, there's some good good uh, applications coming forward or recommendations, and, you know, we'll see what they decide. I don't know who the Cupid is until they announce it. I've not, since I've been in Wyndham, nobody tells me, staff or the council, they don't tell me or reveal to me who the Cupid is. So don't try to squeeze me and try to get the information out of me. I don't know either. It's a big secret. And then the council will decide uh, sometime next week who the next Cupid is. But it's a great tradition for this community, and we're known for it. 
just like the boombox parade. Uh, you know, romantic, romantic, Cupid fits in perfect. I don't know either, so don't be asking me. Nominations end on February the 4th. You can go to the Wyndham Recreation Department website, WyndhamRec.org, and there's all the information there on how you can enter. You just email your entry, and you can still get your entry in for the Romantic Willamantic. I understand there's a, a town meeting of some sort tonight. What do you got lined up for tonight? Uh, kind of a normal town council meeting. Uh, the big news tonight is uh, we're going to pick maybe a new town engineer. We've got somebody on the uh, on, on the agenda. Joe Gardner, of course, been with us for 29 years, done a great job. Can't say enough about that guy. A lot of people don't know what he what he's done for this community over the years. But you know, I've worked with a lot of engineers myself over the years, and I would say that Joe is he's the most efficient and proficient engineer uh, that I've ever worked with, and uh, he's a one man show. We don't have any other help in that department, and he has been uh, working contractors and projects over the years that have saved this town a tremendous amount of money and has, has managed to, you know, our roads are in great shape, our sidewalks are in great shape, and he does all that. He manages all that all by himself, uh, along with all the special projects and, of course, recently the garage, you know, over a million dollars under budget. On schedule, It's you know, it looks really good, not many problems at all. And he managed all that by himself without a building committee and without any other help. So uh, he's going to be missed. Uh, and uh, if you get a chance to talk to him or say hi to him or bye to him, uh, he's, he's still sticking around. He lives close by, town next door. Uh, he's still local. But uh, we will miss him. And tonight on the agenda we have, a after a search process that we go through for professionals, uh, we have a gentleman named Brian Tarbell. And he is a professional engineer, a civil engineer, and he is a highly qualified individual that made it through two rounds of interviews with us. And uh, we have him on the on the agenda for the town council to uh, uh, to approve my recommendation if they choose to do so. If they don't, well, we'll, we'll figure something else out. But I I expect them to approve him. He's very qualified, and uh, we look forward for him to join us as well. The elephant in the room, of course, is the pandemic. Is COVID. And I just wonder what your thoughts on it, even though the numbers have gotten better lately. Over the weekend, Wyndham, 53 more cases. It hasn't gone away, Jim. It's not going away anytime soon. Uh, you know, I, I expect as the weather warms up, uh, a whole bunch of people have already gotten, uh, certainly the Omicron uh, version has, has spread very rapidly. Uh, many people are vaccinated. I think we're we're above 65% altogether, but again, over that 25, 25 years of age and older, uh, you know, we're in about 85% right now, 86%. Uh, so we're doing very well on the vaccinations in Wyndham. Uh, but again, it's still with us. You still need to keep that mask on, distance if you can. Uh, we don't want anybody to get sick, uh, you know, and end up in the hospital. Hospitalizations have been dropping, as you can see from the state numbers. And we are, you know, we are dropping as a state and uh, as a town. Uh, but again, we were very, very high a couple weeks ago, and we've got a long ways to go before we get down to zero or, or very low number. Again, give it a couple more months. We, we see this every year with viruses and colds. This is a type of virus that it's just, of course, much more deadly, and it spreads very easily. But uh, it, it's going to kind of pass through us the same way that most most of these things do every year. And then, you know, by March or April, we should should have some clear clearing here of, of the virus again and I can't can't make any promises that we won't see this again next November 
uh, like we do every year with viruses. We'll see what the, see what science can do for us between now and then and what everybody else does. Uh, but again, we still need to keep the pandemic is still with us. I know everybody's very impatient. They want to go out and do everything they used to do before in the manner they used to do it before. Just a little while longer and, and save as many of your neighbors and friends and family as you can from this horrible, uh, uh, horrible pandemic. So I, that's all I can. That's my message, please. It's a little bit longer. Keep the mask on. Uh, you know, it's going to get better. It's still there. And just to put in perspective, in the last seven days, Wyndham's had 229 new cases. In the last two weeks, 563 cases. And while there's a fair amount of people, I know some, who say, yeah, I had the flu for a couple of days and I got better. It wasn't the flu. It was some form of COVID. But by the same token, in the Friday report from the state, they had one more death in the town of Wyndham for a total of 41 now. So it isn't mild for everybody, Jim. That's why you got to take this thing seriously. Yeah, we, we've lost in the last few weeks. We've had a couple more fatalities in Wyndham. So, uh, you know, in, I, I think about my lifetime, how many people I knew, uh, personally knew, uh, that died of the flu. I can't think of anybody. You know, and people do pass from the flu every year. I can think of dozens and dozens of people that I know, some of them are my relatives, that have passed from this, uh, this awful pandemic. So it's real. Hopefully most people have passed it, that it's not real or it's not serious. It is very serious. Uh, it doesn't mean everybody's going to die. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, if, if you're, uh, especially if you're vaccinated, you, you might get a little sick. Hopefully you only get a little sick. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't be taking it, it seriously because a lot of people are more vulnerable, especially the, our elders and folks that are, that are naturally, uh, you know, sick or have, have compromised immune systems. We don't want to get them sick and get them, you know, into big trouble. So uh, we're all working together to try to get through this. I know it's been a couple of years now, and it's really hard to keep doing this. Uh, but we just need to do it a couple more months here uh, and, and be tough, hang tough. About a year ago, we started talking about how the town of Wyndham began testing sewage for COVID levels, which serves as an early warning system for the community. And we're not the only ones that do it. I just heard a thing like a week or so ago. Well, it was more than that. But the town of Boston did it, and they did it around, I don't know, early January. And they could predict through that the numbers would come down, which they did. State of Connecticut now 7.3% positivity rate. So I'm wondering if there's anything new that you have or just where things stand as far as the sewage testing for COVID. Are you still doing that? And what, are the, what does it show you? That's a great question, Wayne. We, uh, we were doing that the first season. We were, I think, one of the first towns in Connecticut that started to do that. Obviously, you have the University of Connecticut up the road. And with some assistance from their, their folks there, the scientists up there, uh, we started to do that, and we did it through the, I'll call it the first wave here, or the th- first winter, and uh, it, it does help. It gives you a few days' notice, because obviously the material that's in the, uh, you know, in the sewer will uh, will tell you something perhaps before someone even has a symptom or goes in and gets themselves tested in a test result. So it can give you a few days' indicator. It's not that precise, but we saw a correlation uh, you know, a few days before, if something would happen, whether it would go up or down, we could see a correlation. So it's a tool. It was quite expensive. Uh, I think we spent nine or $10,000 on that testing. It was a tool, uh, like many of the tools, but we felt that we, you know, we didn't really need it this year. We, knew, we could kind of see it coming, and, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with fairly good prediction on with the weather, relative to the weather, we could kind of see the thing going up and down. So we, we, we elected not to use that scientific tool, but it was a great tool, and we 
we started to use it to help us a, a bit. Heard a thing on TV last night that says that if you ordered the test kits from the government and they're arriving in your mailbox, which I guess they should be arriving pretty soon if they haven't already, that their effect, effectiveness can be compromised by extreme cold. Well, I've got three degrees here, so just a thought for people, if you got it coming, check your mailbox, although this is the last really cold morning. Maybe later on today it'll be all right. Moving along to, well, economic development, what's up with the big project in North Wyndham that was approved by the wetlands last week? Yeah, we, uh, again, uh, been working on this for a number of months. Uh, uh, Matt Vertife, the planner of the town, uh, has been working with an applicant, and they went through the process to uh, get approved by wetlands, and it was a couple of meetings and some public hearings. Uh, big project, 138 or so uh, market rate uh, housing units right between kind of Home Depot and where Sears used to be. Uh, Klaus uh, Larson Roofing, and uh, you know we uh, that there's supposed to be a road actually that the town road up there is supposed to be connected all the way around, and because there hasn't been any other suitors for some of the the, uh, the commercial pads up there, so this is going to take up a, a good chunk of the land towards the back, connected to the airline trail for those you know those residents to have a uh, you know a nice uh, a nice place to go and hike or whatever. So it's going to be a nice. Uh, development. These folks look like they have quite a bit of money. Uh, they've done some nice projects in other places, and uh, they got through wetlands, had to make some changes to their plan based on feedback from the engineer and the public, and uh, now they move on to making application with planning and zoning, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, it'll be up to the Planning and Zoning Commission how they want to proceed with that project, but it looks to me like a very good project, and I'm looking forward to it. That project's about a $25 million project and probably, you know, it's going to have a significant positive impact on taxation in town and, of course, providing us with more options, housing options for people that want something new and, uh, you know, kind of kind of out in the country up against the airline trail. Uh, it's going to be a good project, I think. And what you got to the update on uh, Mr. Kelly's projects around here, Hooker, Hale, Foster Buildings? Yeah, they're still limping along over there in the Foster Building. It's it's uh, it's got to be pretty cold right now to be working in there. But we do see vehicles over there. They're, you know, reaching out to the the building official, fire marshal, uh, and other other teams in the town of Wyndham. Various questions about you know moving that project forward. So they're still working it forward. Uh, I wish it was going faster, but it just sometimes these things take time. You got to get everything, you know, buttoned up before you really hit the gas and put a lot of money into it. But he has put quite a bit of his uh, time and money that I believe the elevator shaft is complete. They had to cut an elevator shaft into the middle of the building. Uh, that was something that took some time and some engineering, but I think that is complete and they just keep, you know, pecking away at it. Uh, I think they have to block off the side, or I should say block off, but they have to uh, protect the sidewalk in the front before they can continue uh, the removal of the facade, the old facade in the front of the building. So that's what I heard they were waiting for is the permit from the uh, Department of Transportation because that's their uh, their roadway there. So, uh, again, that keeps moving along, continues to move along. Obviously, we've got Popeyes that will be open here shortly. You can see a lot. they got signs up asking for uh, for people to, to join the team over there. Uh, that means they're probably getting pretty close. Uh, and just, you know, there just seems to be a lot of activity. We get a lot of calls about different uh, different places in town. Uh, you know, there seems to be a lot of activity. You know, even though it's winter, even though it's COVID, we're still seeing, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, inquiries about uh, different parcels and, and properties in town. 
And we began the program talking about snow. Let's end the program talking about snow. As uh, you were out there in Pomfret, and as I understand it, it snowed more in that part of the state than it did around here. So did you get a chance to stick the yardstick in your snow, Jim? What did you get at your place? we got about a foot around here. Yeah, we got we got some more out this way. And killingly, you know, the, the towns closer to Rhode Island got more snow. I went over there uh, uh, over the weekend, and it was especially the drifting was you know three four foot drifts in some spots. Uh, it was uh, you know much much more snow. I probably got about eighteen inches here at my house. Uh, again, hard to tell with the drifting. More in some spots, less in others. But it was uh, you know it was a significant storm for sure. And again, Wyndham Wyndham fared okay with about that foot of snow. Not not the end of the world, and we were able to handle it pretty easily. Jim, always good catching up with you on Town Talk. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks for having me, as usual. That would be Jim Rivers, Wyndham Town Manager. Our program brought to you by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Milk Street and Ash Street in Willimantic. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.